1,000 better stories. You're listening to 1,000 Better Stories, the Scottish Communities Climate Action Network's podcast sharing stories of community-led climate action in Scotland to help us all imagine the better and fairer future and transform what we think is possible. Welcome to our Everyday Changemakers series. We blethers with everyday people taking climate action in their communities. Hello, it's Kashka, your story weaver. What is a community garden? Who is it for? And what difference can it really make? Over the next five weeks, we will explore these questions in everyday changemaker interviews with people involved in several of the community growing spaces, which make up the brand new Dundee Community Garden Network. On the 24th of June this year, most of the 25-odd gardens within this network threw their doors open in celebration of growing in conjunction with the Dundee Art Night. So I pedalled round Dundee to catch up with folk at Bonnie Dundee in your neighbourhood group, Opportunities Garden at Dudhope Castle, Victoria and Fruit Bowls Community Gardens and one of Dundee's wee forests. Each Monday, you will be able to dip your toe in the sounds of summer from one of those gardens here on the 1000 Better Stories podcast. In parallel, each week, we'll be collaborating with the Garden Network to put these stories on the map and build an audio tour. This way, anyone can enjoy a guided visit to these thriving community places by downloading the tour onto their phone. Editing this story for you brought back memories of that unusually warm and muggy Saturday morning with a thin, claggy layer of grey cloud overhead, barely holding the sun back from bursting through. My first visit was with Bonnie Dundee in your neighbourhood group who maintained several city centre green spaces. It's one of several so-called IYN in your neighbourhood groups across the city that support Dundee's entry into the Beautiful Scotland campaign in partnership with Dundee City Council. And there's absolutely no doubt that they significantly contributed to Dundee taking the gold medal in the large city category this autumn. By the time I cycled over the Tay Bridge and arrived at the car park between the Dundee Science Centre and Dundee Contemporary Arts Centre at nine in the morning, Trudy and Catherine were putting finishing touches on their wheelbarrow garden. The wellbarrow, as they called it, was the group's entry into the wheelbarrow garden competition taking place that evening at the pop-up Whoosh Gallery as part of Dundee Art Night. It sported a jolly bunting over a cascade of colourful flowers and was studded with references to the ways plants affect our well-being through our senses. Trudy and Catherine's playful spirits were very much catching and I enjoyed a healthy giggle together as we added wooden mini-bees to sensory labels for a final flourish to the display. We only buy them for ourselves, really. <laughs> Not for the kids. They're adorable. I right. love these. There we go. I've got one on my work badge. I'll put a bee on the hearing. The hearing is meant to be the sound round about you. Well, I'm going to put garden. a bee on the vision. Like. <laughs> Come on. 
I, I better go soon. I need to yeah, stop playing with grandchildren. We were standing here and a plane, <laughs> plane went above and a very nearly went, went plane. <laughs> Oh, I'm so used with Alfie. Anyway, so. Right, I have to go in a couple of minutes. Exactly. I have to get my bus back to Wormwood, you oh. see. Gardening! Does that mean sitting in a chair in the garden with a book? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a proper way of, of approaching this it's house. It's a hot garden. <laughs> yeah, Trudy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Catherine Orson. I am treasurer of Bonnie Dundee and I got involved in 2005. The council put out a plea for groups to join them to put together a portfolio which goes to beautiful Scotland. So it's all the environmental things that go on in the city, all the groups um, to represent Dundee. And Winners in beautiful Scotland go into Britain in bloom, and you know it's a big, it's a big thing. So, St Paul's Cathedral uh, were one of the groups of people that were interested because obviously their city centre, they felt they should be doing something for the city centre, and I got nominated to do it. Oh, right. <laughs> the reason I got involved mainly is. Um, I'm a trained PE teacher. My life has always been outside, so anything outside I'm interested in. So that's, this just suits me down to the ground. Um, where is Bonnie Dundee based? Bonnie Dundee is the big umbrella that covers, in the region of 20-odd community gardens throughout the city. That's, that's the big group. There's also a smaller group, which is Bonnie Dundee... IYN, which stands for It's Your Neighbourhood, which is connected to Keep Scotland Beautiful. So that's the, the neighbourhood. We have five areas that we plant and maintain throughout the city. So where are we today? We're at Dundee Science Centre. I can't remember the exact dates, but we started off with eight planters here. Then a project called Duo decided there would be 25 urban orchards in the city and because this is at the back of DCA, they linked in with Dundee Contemporary Arts to create an art-based urban orchard. And can you describe for our listeners what it looks like? It's based, and I'm going to get this wrong, it's on a design fabric or something like Fibonacci. Fibonacci, that's it. All to do with spirals and numbers of adding the previous number, all that. This is based on that. So we're sitting here. It was decided that there would be a sitting area so that people in the community could come for a picnic, for a chat, to just relax. So there's this seating area. There's a little what they call a stage over there because there was a thought that children might want to put on little, you know, for their parents, just silly things. And then round the outside are 14 planters, slightly less than a metre square. And in them we have seven trees, seven apple trees. And do they get apples? They do, but this was a bit of an experiment to have an orchard in planters and 
It's been here for seven years, and yes, we get apples, but they're very small. Mm. So two years ago, we moved the orchard out, which is in, now in one of our other areas, and we put in trees that we have been told are more suitable to plant us. We'll find out. So what's, what's your favourite part of this particular space? I can't say sitting here, can I? <laughs> One of the things I really love is the, the orchard we've underplanted with wildflowers. Um, this year we got seeds from Nature Scott. Before it was seeds from Seeds of Hope and there are things like cornflowers and corn marigolds. And we do insect surveys so it's lovely coming down here and just searching for different types of bees, for the ladybirds, for lace wings, and just recording what we see and when we see it. Um, I love things like that, you know, because you, you plant things, but it's lovely seeing it being used, if you know what I mean. All the little honeybees and solitary bees. and Yeah, I've got lots of bumblebees today on cornflowers yes. just behind you. Yes, I mean, it's, it's, it's really good. And for children and for passers-by, you know, so many people talk to us. So we say, oh, this is, and this is, and did you know? Yeah, it's good. Wonderful. When I say biodiversity, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Climate change, Probably because the word biodiversity has always been around, but since climate, it was really COP26, I think the whole thing just snowballed. There, there's a phrase, nature-based solutions, in that the climate is changing and everybody can do something. You can get completely confused about your heating and the plastics and, the, and everything, but concentrating on, on nature, to me, is the route that I would like to go down. You know, in nature-based solutions, planting different things, encouraging wildlife, changing your garden from your immaculate lawn with stripes up and down to maybe leaving a wee bit wild, maybe leaving a, a wee bit untidy in an area. When you see a nettle, don't go, ah, pull it out or squirt it with something. Just leave it, because butterflies need the nettles because they lay their eggs on things like nettles. And if you were to explain biodiversity to somebody that doesn't know what it means, what would you say? I would just say it's the, the whole balance of, of nature so that you get as much as diverse an amount of wildlife vegetation in an area as you can basically lovely what's the thing that you're most proud of in this project i think if you enjoy doing something you don't tend to think along those lines i wouldn't say proud of but one thing i think when you're talking about making a difference and you're talking about just ordinary people getting together and making a difference. We put in a fundraising bid for Tesco Bags of Help. Took a, a lot of work, but, but we managed it and we got £12,000. So we gave the council £12,000 and we have one of the little pocket gardens in Slessor. And we're the only group that 
that did that. And no, it's not ours because it actually costs more. But in, in our heads, you know, when we go and look after it, it's kind of ours, you know. The Slesser Gardens is um, an area that was built up and everything was demolished and now it's a big open green space with a big um, grass area and round the sides are little what we call pocket gardens and each one is based on the connections that Dundee has around the world and at home and our pocket garden is basically the city of Dundee with the law and with the river, the river's in slate, and the cast of Gowrie, um, we plant it with as many different plants as we can because of the, the cast is full of your raspberries and your strawberries and your herbs, all the colours of the rainbow, the oilseed grape and flax used to be grown, and the, the two bridges are little ta- little privet hedges. So oh. it's, it's quite quirky. We meet so many people from all over the world chatting about plants and gardens and it will be a joy yeah that's good where in the world are you happiest in my garden but i would say in my garden with my grandchildren because they're enrolled in bonnie dundee so we plant things and we yeah can you think of a challenge that you had to overcome in this project and how did you do this? There's millions of challenges and I think because there are so many challenges you just just look at it and go, right, what's the solution here? Like try and keeping planters going, especially as the weather's getting warmer and warmer and warmer. Um, watering is a massive challenge for us. I live in Brotty Ferry so I would fill my car with, with watering cans and bring it into Dundee and then it clicks, well wait a minute, this, this, this is just silly, you know. Um, the council help as much as they can, but what we've decided now is we're just going to go with it and we're just going to see what survives. And so our displays now are changing. We do Union Street, which we always used to plant in four rings. We did it in circles around the outside we'd we'd grow something like petunias, the next layer in something slightly higher maybe geraniums, maybe the next layer in really quite formal um, bedding plants very colourful patterns but as the years have gone down we are now down to one We used to order from Pentland plants up to 5,000 annual bedding plants. We're now down to about five to 600 because the bedding plants just can't survive. So we put colorful around the outside for well-being. We think it's crucial for, for the people in the city center. We were working in Union Street and a man came flying out of one of the flat doors looking totally harassed and he just stood and he took a deep breath and he came over to us and he said you know you've no idea what a difference seeing the colorful flowers makes to me he says i some mornings i come down i'm just past it i come out that door and i just stop and i just look 
and I just calmed down. And off we went. So we make sure the ones in the city centre have some formal colour. But we're, we're into wildflowers, wild grasses. We've discovered a beautiful wild grass that kind of floats, seed heads that float. We found one area really difficult to grow anything. Um, so we bought marigold yellow plastic gloves and put them on a stick and put them in the garden with a big notice. Um, because of uh, the lack of water, we have decided this year to only plant marigolds. <laughs> now, OK, they weren't, they weren't cows, but, you know, people, people loved it. And, and yep, they'd come up to us and said, gee whiz, you made us smile, you know. <laughs> and that's so important, that's so rewarding. I must find it really amazing just when you work where yeah. um, maintaining things and you're able to talk to them. We do tend to go down the line of let's make people smile. That's if we can't idea. cheer them up with plants. Final question for you. It's looking into the future. And um, imagine that maybe the project or the Bonnie Dundee in 10 years' time mm -hmm. and think about, about it in terms of everything that we could do has been done to improve life in Dundee or improve things for the planet and for the people. Mm -hmm. Looking around, what you can see, what you can smell, in what you can hear. In 10 years' time. Yes, and share one memory or impression. <coughs> it's interesting to see the way it's changing and it's quite frightening to see the way it's changing so quickly. In 10 years' time, I would say that city centres are going to be completely different because of the urban heat island effect. Things aren't going to survive. I mean, Kevin at the Botanics, he's doing a project where he's planting trees as a test, and we've got one in Slessor Gardens, um, and it, it's from China, a rowan-based kind of tree from an altitude twice the height of Ben Nevis. And it's been planted because of its resilience and its ability to adapt. And so if I shut my eyes and think in 10 years' time, I would hope that councils have completely woken up to the fact that they're going to have to change. They're going to have to change what grows, how they grow it, because the way we're doing it now is not working. If, if you walk around the city centre and, and look, you will see trees struggling. There's trees here struggling. We've got trees in Union Street that, that are struggling. Now, 10 years, if the climate's warming as quickly as it is, it's going to have to change. And also, something, what we're finding, the rain is so heavy now, and the flowers that we grew, like petunias and busy lizzies, they're just getting squashed because the rain is so heavy. So if I shut my eyes and, and have a think of what I would like to see in 10 years' time, I would like there still to be grass. I would love Slessor Garden still to be grass. 
I would like to think that concrete buildings could be covered with greenery in some way, you know, to hide the just the basic outline. And what I would like to see as well is is maybe little areas specifically for well-being because that is so crucial with everything that's going on. So little areas that you could go and sit in and shut your eyes and hear the trickle of water and smell maybe lavender and just, yeah, oh, to dream. <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking to me. No, that's, that's fine. Thank you very much. I left Catherine to chat to passers-by packed my gear and headed up the hill towards Stadhope Castle, where I was meeting Rowan from Opportunity to chat about their gardening project. Look out for our conversation next Monday night. In the meantime, you can find out more information on Bonnie Dundee in the resource section of the show notes, along with a link to the draft audio tour, as well as the Dundee Community Garden Network. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like and share it with others. It'll really help us reach a wider audience. If something exciting is happening in your own community, be sure to let us know so that we can help you tell your own story. You can drop our story weavers a line at stories at scan.scot. It's scan, S-C-C-A-N, dot scot, S-C-O-T. We also offer training and mini-grant support to community storytellers. To keep up to date with our offerings and everything SCAN, check out our website at scan.scot or find us on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram or simply sign up to the newsletter. Mm